backdoor cover. What's good, motherfuckers? Super Bowl extravaganza! Technically the third annual Super Bowl extravaganza. Welcome. I am producer Micah. I am joined as always by Brad Key. How hey, are Micah, you, Brad? What's going on? Feel the excitement. Bring one more energy, football game. As you always do. Thank you. Only one game left. It's a sad day. It's Thursday. Thank you for listening. We're recording a little late, but we're going to get you everything you need. If you're following this feed, you can listen to an episode we dropped on Tuesday, which uh, contains an interview that Ross Bolin and I did on the Ross Bolin podcast with Arian Foster, where he talked about the Pro Bowl and what it's like to play in an NFL as a running back. And guess what? As part of our extravaganza, we have Ross Bolin here. Extravaganza. It is a real treat to have you, Ross. Thank you for returning it's to been too long cover. since I was on Backdoor Cover. I'm I'm here to talk sports. The people have been asking for it, and here it is. Uh, Ross is going to talk about some sports with us. But before we do, we're going to talk about the best place to bet on sports, which, of course, you know is mybookie.ag. Oh, yeah. Using promo code BDC. Everyone's asking about who's going to win the game. Well, we're going to tell you all that. Uh, will Tom Brady and Bill Belichick add another championship to the Patriots dynasty? Or will the upstart Rams and their brilliant young head coach Sean McVay be the last team standing? Well, I don't fucking know, but we're going to tell you some things about the game and you'll learn about it. Remember, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So we always tell people to book, uh, to gamble at mybookie.ag. They've been a longtime sponsor of ours, more than three years now. These are good people. They've got a solid reputation and uh, they're the best in the business, okay? So let's, let's get fucking serious. Great player perks. Yep, that's true. MyBookie has become a premier destination for props, and it's a good thing because today we're going to talk all sorts of extensive prop bets. These guys let you bet on anything. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. I went on it's, – Ross, I don't know if you've looked at MyBookie today. There are, like, five times as many props as they've ever had before. It's just for the, fucking just specifically for the Super, for the Bowl? Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And we're going we're gonna to talk about the, the most fun ones you can bet on. Uh, the the lame fucking band Maroon Five. You can bet on all the national anthem. Prop bets for those of you who don't know for the Super Bowl are the best way to bet. They're the funnest thing. One hundred percent. I usually pick like twenty five different ones. Brad and I have each selected like ten that nice. we're going to discuss at the end of the episode. I so you can get ones. our picks. Nice. But my bookie is the best place to do it. It's very easy. So join now. My bookie will match your deposit with a fifty percent bonus. Use promo code BDC like backdoor cover to activate the offer. Mybookie.ag today. You know how this goes. You play, you win, you get paid. You. All right. Ross Bolin is here, uh, so we're going to talk about the game, the props, all the bullshit, everything, um, and there is some breaking NBA news, which we will talk about after we talk about football, uh, but let's start with the NFL. Devastating NBA news, I would say, for you and I. Ross, let's talk specifically about the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on this game, and do you give a shit? I give a shit um, because the more that I have, more time I've spent reading about this game, and the more time I've spent on Twitter watching people uh, react to this game and give their predictions, no one's really giving the Rams much of a shot here. That interests me because the Rams were a very dangerous football team for much of the season. The Rams went 15-3 and this season. I think, I think people really got thrown off by whatever it is that went down with Todd Gurley uh, not getting you know the carries that he typically gets during that what NFC, AFC championship, NFC championship game. And uh, you've forgotten that this is a very, very good football team. Like, yes, Brady and Belichick are, are an incredible duo that is very difficult to beat. But 
The Rams are not anything to shake your dick at, dude. They have a sick defense. That line, whenever they're, you know, at the beginning of the game, they introduce the defense and the offense. You get the faces of each. They have like four Pro Bowlers on their defensive line that just run through people. Yeah. And Aaron Donald is a fucking monster. The starter on the other side of Aaron Donald, uh, Donald, it was the number three pick in the draft, and he got destroyed. Well, no, no, no. Like on their other defensive You're end. Oh, about oh, oh, Sue. oh, yeah. No, right? Sue is in the middle. Sue's and in the middle. Fowler. Then Fowler, yeah. Fowler. Was the third I mean, pick in the draft. He's like stack. the third best defensive lineman they have, and it's he was the third up. pick in the draft. And if they can find a way to get to Brady's old ass, then there's going to be problems. I think the game could be a lot more interesting than people are giving it credit for, and I don't think this is just going to be the Patriots like blowing out the Rams. Yeah. Well, the story on Brady always goes that if you can get pressure up the middle. You can fuck with him. Which is good because he just seems, stands there up the middle. He's got this cement seems boots like on. something the Rams can do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the line is still only on myboogie.ag is, uh, is Rams plus two and a half. So for, I, here's my, my predicament. I refuse to bet against Brady and Belichick because— You'd it, have to be a goddamn fool to. It feels terrible. It feels worse to lose betting on Brady and Belichick than it does to win betting against them for some reason. Like— I don't think that made sense what uh, I just said. I understand said. what But you understand saying. what I'm trying to say. You feel like a goddamn idiot if you bet against them If I them bet lose. on the Rams and the Pats win, I'm going to feel like a stupid piece of shit. If I bet on the Pats and the Rams win, fuck it. I don't really care. I'm happy the Rams won and we don't have to listen to Boston people gloat for however many months. Brad, do you give a shit about this game? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I mean, the Rams have been basically the best team in the league for three-fourths of the season. Like Ross said, they kind of and lost arguably some of their a lot of last season too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of last season, and then so they lose a little bit of momentum towards the end of the uh, regular season and going into the playoffs, and they've just kind of squeaked by a little bit, like especially versus uh, the Saints. So, yeah, yeah, man, that was I, a very fortunate. Well, I mean, I heard I heard Steve Young on PTI yesterday, and he was like, "Are you worried about Jared Goff?" And he's like, "No." He played in New Orleans last or two weeks in ago. Played in a neutral site game. Like, who gives a shit? It's just another football game, right? Like, that's the loudest, hardest environment you could possibly play in. They won the game, even if they, you know, it was crazy. Even he if was, it was so I was impressed how he bounced back. Like, he, they were down he was fourteen like nothing, and he up came up first quarter and, and played. So, if you're worried about that, I, that's. I mean. Do you think that he's going to be spooked for the first five minutes of the Super Bowl? No, Maybe. Brad makes a very good point. I thought that was an underrated piece of that game between the Rams and the Saints. Goff couldn't hear most of the game. He couldn't hear the play calls. His players couldn't hear him. And they still found a way to stay in it so that a referee's horrible error uh, gave them the opportunity to go to the Super <laughs> sure. Bowl. But no shit, though. The first couple possessions, Brad, when I was watching him out there struggling, like, trying to cover his at one point they plugged the holes in his in his fucking helmet. And then they showed him on the sideline. He's, like, covering he's his like, ears up. Like, he looks like a like, child. Kept it's going up to McVeigh and being me. like, I can't hear you. And McVeigh was like, can't you hear me? And he's like, I can't even hear you right now. We're two feet away from each other. <laughs> I was like, these guys are fucked. And They're going to get blown back, out. Man. And they still found a way to win that game. So if you think that kid's going to be phased by the Super Bowl lights, you're, you're incorrect. Yeah, that was yeah. really telling. Um so it sounds like you hate the Patriots. Like uh, it, I despise the we, Patriots as a fan base. I think base. we can all sp- we just hate the fan base yeah. more than we hate the actual team. Right? Yeah, I, I hate what the team represents, which is Boston yes. people who have had nine championships since I was born, and uh, that's just not fair. And they're very obnoxious, and they have incredibly loud and obnoxious front runners as their most famous fans. Uh, Bill Simmons would be an example. Marky Mark, Dave Portnoy would be an example. All the Barstool guys. That Mark are, Wahlberg is is the Wahlberg is the, who is left left the the 
the uh, Falcons Super Bowl two years ago because their team was behind. Yeah, and, his and then kid they came back to win. His kid had a yeah, claimed his sick got his kids got sick. Yeah, he Fuck. also he also doesn't believe in masturbation and thinks he could have stopped nine <laughs> eleven. Uh, so they've got <laughs> enough Fuck fans Mark. where it's like Marky Mark's claimed he's never jerked off. He doesn't understand why anyone would ever do conceptually. That. He does not agree with masturbation. He doesn't think it makes sense. Interesting. Which is just a weird thing to say. I don't even mind if you think that. It's just like keep it to your fucking self. Let the rest of us jack it. But, yes, fuck the Patriots fan base. Boston has had more than enough championships in their day. The problem is the Rams are now the Los Angeles Rams. It's true. They These are a truly re- unlovable unlo- team. There's they, no fan base Speaking here. of, a, yeah, like the Patriots fan base are all front runners and assholes. But there is no L.A. Rams fan And it's also not their fault for the Patriots. And I will, that's the only defense I'll give them. They can't really help that they just keep winning every championship in every sport, and it's turned them into monsters. I would compare it to, like, Justin Bieber getting famous at 12 years old. He never had a chance to grow up to be a normal adult. He was always going to be a douchebag because he became the most famous person on the planet. That's what I would compare it to. Makes yeah, the sense. Rams are just a shameful organization. Run by, a, by an asshole. Yeah, who owns it? What's the name Stan of that? Stan Kroenke. Yeah. He's a Walmart guy? St. Louis people he really love him. He married into the Walmart him. family. Oh, that's what it is. And he... Uh, Beloved St. Louis uh, guy. A, a lifelong Missourian who on his way out of town released like a 40-page document about how shitty St. Louis was as a city and, <laughs> yeah. and how the economy was fucked. He really turncoat uh, flipped on y'all there. Uh, yeah, well, not y'all, guy. but you know. Well, you, you, we, you went to school in Missouri. That's true. That's true. Uh, our school also... Uh, s- on probation today, now suspended from postseason in uh, baseball, football, and basketball. Oh, congratulations. Wait, that's what? cool. I'm sure Kelly Bryant's excited about that. Who oh, just that, transferred sounds, that just got dropped? That happened I earlier today. Oh. That sounds fun. Uh, many people have tagged me, and you guys can all fuck yourself. Uh, we'll probably appeal, but we're not going to talk Mizzou because nobody gives a shit. Um, oh, thank fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I, most of all, Ross. Ross, what are you doing for the game? I have a buddy. Uh, actually, he's one of my best friends, but he's like a brother to me, really, and he's a... Uh, Moved to Austin now and like right across the street from me. So he's having a Super Bowl party. That's nice. And I will be watching it in the comfort of his home with his big ass TV. Are there games that you like to play while watching? Yeah, there or, used like, to what, be. What like, is your role? You know, like every Super Bowl party has a dynamic. Where yeah. There's always like, uh, and I kind of hate it. Like I'll go to a party and people know me. Like I'm a sports guy. Right. I played football in high school, whatever. Right. And so anytime there's like an obscure like penalty, everybody goes like, Ooh, Micah. Well, what was that, Micah? Break Micah, that what's down. happening? And uh, I had about like sports. six beers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I think I'm uh, Mike Piera, per- Pereira, whatever the guy's whatever name is. Fucker, on Fox. The referee, yeah. W- w- what do you do? Do you just get real high and sit in the corner? What's your move? No, so this will be my second Super Bowl sans, 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 sans? I don't know which one's that. Sans good. Uh, sans alcohol. Um, and it definitely changes up the dynamic a little bit just because, you you know, weed and is a different type of, type of vibe uh, for sports especially. But I am... I'm the gambling guy at every Super Bowl party that I've ever been to. I'm the guy who has uh, way too much money on the game, more than he can afford to have on the game. And uh, like I said, what I will typically do is place my maximum wager, which I'm not going to say what that is, but my maximum wager on one of the teams spread. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, it'll likely be the Patriots because, like I said, I just don't see why I would bet against them. And then I'll pick, like, 30 props, like I said, off, like, my bookie and – and I'll lock those in for more money than you're supposed to for prop bets as well. Usually like 50 bucks for each one or 100 bucks, depending on what it is. And then I sit there uh, stressing to the point of no, like non-enjoyment 
for the remainder of the game. But that's my role. That's you, the role I play. Do you get involved with like being the localized gambling guy? Like, do you put together the pool or the squares? No, nah, I don't anything? fuck with any of that. Like, you're just in your own fucking world. I'm, I'm a straight internet gambler, and there's too much money already on the line. I don't really play squares. I've n- honestly, I, I have once or twice, and both times I just got so fucked up drunk that I didn't really know which squares I had or how I could even win. Uh, so last year was the first time you were not drinking booze, right? Yeah, during the Super Bowl, which was weird because extra be, stressful, huh? Well, it's it's you can not kind of take the edge off with the booze. Well, but you can smoke a little weed and it, it helps. Oh. But the part that's difficult is like progressively, like let's say I smoke a bowl before the game. Okay, uh, everybody else is getting progressively more fucked up as the game goes on. Well, I'm getting more and more sober because weed 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 wears off. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's a weird dynamic, but. It's still like the funnest thing ever. There's nothing like a Super Bowl party done right with great food, and that's the part that stoners really benefit from. Oh, that's true. Is the food. Well, like, I, Brad, I think we're on the same page here. I don't really like to drink much on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll have a couple no. beers. Yeah, just, but like, I want to eat just absolute trash food. I want to oh, yeah. eat Velveeta and fucking Rotel in a, in a, in a, what, what are those things called? A little I, I hot don't know. in you several know. forms. I get Velveeta. Yeah, and I, like I don't care that the top is like cooled off and con- con- congregated or whatever the fuck the word Congealed? is. Congealed. Yeah. Congealed. Like there I just go. don't care. I'm gonna eat that throughout the oh, course yeah. of the day. Of Plus, course. I'm gonna have like a hamburger and a hot dog, and like I'm just gonna eat until I feel like shit. Yeah. And I think that's what most of America does. That's the best part. It's the move. It's a great day for food. It really and is. An it, American. You food. know, it's the second biggest food day in America behind Thanksgiving. I know. And that's astonishing, honestly, that it's even close because Thanksgiving is like, I mean, you have like nine different types of food at every household. But I've household. never thought about the, the stoner uh, advantage. Neither of, did I, of honestly, until just now. And I'm very excited for it. So Brad and I have been to many Super Bowl parties together. And my favorite game to play while we're playing, it's a gambling game. Okay. It's called uh, the penalty game. You remember doing this? We did at the frat back Vaguely. in the day. We drank okay. a lot. Yeah, we we did. We got drunk. <laughs> Brad's memory's been compromised. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little cloudy. That's okay. yeah. Uh, that's a whole other story. Uh, and and we'll share that after after Bill. Why don't you refresh my memory? What is okay. the penalty game? One person takes a hat. Okay. And so my role generally, I ask you about the in-house wagering. I don't really understand how squares work. Never never. I'm got telling that. you, I really don't. But either. I like to run like two or three other like localized pools. For different shit. One year we had a big party at the frat, and I got giant like post-it notes, like the size of a poster. Okay. Right? And we drew numbers, and then you, each player was assigned the first touchdown, and uh, and you randomly got it. And there were like the top ten guys for each team up on the board. So this is like props, almost sort of a little. Yeah, bit. sort of, but like randomized. You don't get okay. to choose like, oh, I want, I want Brady. Or whatever. So it's just drawn from the hat, so, you like, get who you get. Yeah, and so that's fun. You got that going on. I like that. But the, the penalty game, and so the other thing that I always do is I go to the bank, and I it looks like I, I worked at the strip club the night before, and I will get 100 <laughs> once. Yeah. And I'll just tell people, now with Venmo it's even easier, but the ones are important. And you just hand every person at the party 10 ones and say, Venmo me a 10. Venmo's okay. a game changer. Yeah. So here's $10. So I take a hat out. I put $1 in it. If there is a penalty on that play, I win the dollar. If there is not a penalty... Game. I turn the hat to my right. Ooh. Brad puts a dollar in. And actually, the the best way to do it is if you've got 10 people, everybody puts a dollar in every time. Right. So the pot starts at $10. Okay. And so you're sitting there like, somebody jump off sides. Somebody jumps off sides. Nobody does. You go, fuck it. Well, you put your dollar in. Now the pot becomes $11, and the guy to your right is like, fuck yeah. Hold, hold, hold. 
There's no penalty. They put a dollar in. Now it's twelve, and this just goes around. And this can go now. All of a sudden, you're looking around. And it's been maybe it's a quarter, and we're up to thirty-six bucks. Yeah. And you're like, fucking hold it! And penalties if they if they get declined. Like it's it's very exciting. And yeah, it's simple enough for like the drunkest person in America to get. Yeah, like, you put this. a dollar in, and your, if there's your a whole girlfriend, you win. Even your girlfriend understands it. It's funny yes. because I went to a, a a Cubs game. I think like two years ago. Uh, the uh, maybe the year after they won the World Series. And uh, we, we, we we sat in the thing, but you know, you can sit in Wrigleyville behind the, the stadium oh, oh, and the bleachers okay, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there was a dude up there that was running almost this exact game. And I can't, I, I can't for the life of me remember what the basis of it was, but conceptually it was the same. Everybody puts in a dollar, and then if something happens, wherever the hat is at that point in time, that person wins all those dollars. And then you do it over and over. And I can't remember if it was a home run or something like that that has to occur. Yeah. Uh, but it was the only time I've ever encountered that in, in a live sporting event, and we played the whole time with our whole fucking section. So like thirty people were getting in on this shit, and it was incredibly that fun. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, the penalty game is fun. The penalty game is we a might real have fun to do one. that. So I would my, suggest where I'm going. Yeah, go get a bunch of ones from your bank and just hand them out to people and say these are exclusively for gambling. Yes, I can't believe I gambling. erased my memory of this. Yeah. Now it's very clear. I do this. Uh, Described it to routinely. Me, people bring things up to me, and I'm like, Nah, I don't. It's know. a game I played like thirty times, and he's like, Yeah, I just. Okay, so, alcohol is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Uh, do, Ross, do you have a, a favorite Super Bowl watch party experience in the past while you were? Yeah, I do probably. actually. I have a, a Super Bowl party that I threw I, back in in college. I lived above uh, what was called the Square in San Marcos, Texas, where I went to Texas State University, and we we lived above a bar called Jay's Bistro. It was the best apartment in the entire fucking city, bar none. Uh, the one that I got to live in, and it was only like four hundred and fifty bucks a month, which was man, I wish college it was still. Was awesome. It was insane. College was just so much better uh, money wise, but. Anyway, we had a Super Bowl party there one year, uh, where I had like all my best friends were there, and we just it, I can't I, it was, uh, you know what I'm gonna cancel this. My most memorable <laughs> Super Bowl was in the KA house at Texas State, when the fucking Giants ruined the Patriots' best season ever, the oh, perfect the season. One year, yeah. Uh, with the helmet catch and all the Eli Manning escaping yeah. the pocket. That was the most fun I've ever had watching a Super Bowl because we were so blackout drunk when it was all unfolding in the fourth quarter. And I, those of you who are familiar with the former K house at Texas State, it is a essentially a, sh- a crack house. It's barely <laughs> standing. And when you've got 50, 60 people jumping up and down, going completely apeshit when that dude makes that helmet catch, I thought the house was going to fall down. Like, I'm not joking. I was like, we may die here, and I didn't even care. I was like, this is the best moment of my life. Fuck the Patriots. It was incredible. That was my favorite Super Bowl party ever. That was probably the best Super Bowl game in recent history. It was the best Memories. one in our lifetime. We've had some good ones recently. I we mean, have, the last but 10 that, years. But that was, that one was, was because of the level. perfect season, it made yeah, it another level. There was a lot. Legendary. Yeah. What about you, Brad? I, I don't have great stories. You, do you not remember the Super Bowl party that I speak of when we were in college? Go ahead. With the night before, and now we're, we've kept Ross here for 16 minutes. I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the night before, we had done uh, what we called Brotherhood Olympics. Okay. Which uh, sounds like it results in a hangover. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of like ways to get blacked out drunk. Yeah, uh, and, that's, that's and what you play games. About. There's there's like relays. There's all sorts of stupid shit. Um, <laughs> it's like dangerous binge drinking, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like very, the most dangerous. It's one. Very so we did dangerous. that. We did that on a Saturday, and I took all the leftover beer and put it on ice, and I ordered like a million and a half wings. I was the president of the fraternity at the nice. time. So I was like, all right, we're fucking Spent doing this. Spent the whole budget yeah, on wings. Yeah, we just got like a million wings, and, and everybody sat around and drank the leftover beer, those who wanted to drink. And then we played uh, – I had all these gambling fucking stupid shit going on on every corner of the house. And it was uh, the Steelers – and I remember it because – and we'll talk about this when we get to props later. 
and I bet this prop was every this year Big because ben of game? this. This Big Ben. He's a rookie, so right? I. It was his first second, Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, second year. I, I think. think it was the second. year. He was year. really early in his career, though. Yeah, and so we all randomly got us. You take the ten players most likely to score on each team. Okay. And everybody puts twenty bucks in, and you get randomly assigned one of the players. And uh, I, my, I drew Roethlisberger to score the first touchdown in the game. Which he hadn't scored a rushing touchdown all season, oh. but they went down and they scored a touchdown. But then upon review, they took it back, and then he got a one-yard rushing s- touchdown, and I won. Oh my god! And so uh, it was glorious. I'll never forget. I don't even know who they were playing in this game, but I, I'll I won't forget that. And uh, it was a very good time. It, and and the hat game was a, a real riot. Big Ben got to be the greatest quarterback sneak quarterback of all time. Yeah, right? big big nasty Just bastard. Just fucking fall forward. He's so I take it. I have. I think that was two thousand five. Big tree fall hard. Yeah, I wonder. Probably, I can't remember. I have is Ron Bowler making an appearance, but I, I assume he will. The where? At the Super Bowl party you're attending. Oh, yeah, no, he's the only person showing up. There won't even be regular Ross. That's just going to be Ron Bowler okay. straight up. I'll be high the whole time. And then two more questions. Do you have a favorite prop to bet that you bet every year? Yeah, coin flip. Uh, oh, without do. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. The coin flip is it's the one that gets the whole thing started. So it's not necessarily my favorite, but it's the most important. That's the one do that you, you bet always every take time. the same thing, or do you like base it on? It's completely, feel? completely how I feel in that very moment. Like, what are you I feeling right now? This is like Groundhog Day, but you yeah. The yeah have, you re- have you replaced your props? Or are you no, 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 no. I, I will do it within After an you hour. Listen to our podcast. Yes, that. And, yeah, Once so you guys have laid them out for me, then I'll follow. Because I got some real fucking doozies for you. Typically, I wait till like an hour before the game. And so it's all super fresh in my mind still because I want it to be impulse decisions. These prop bets, for the most okay. part, mine need to be impulse decisions. Uh, but yeah, dude, the coin flip—it's the—it's the concept that that that's something you can bet on that gives me great joy. What well, is something that you can only bet on like once a year? Yes, like, no other game allows too. you to right. And like, then I think going... they changed it in Vegas that you can't bet heads or tails, but you can bet which team will win the coin toss or something. Okay, just in case. Uh, but I think in my of... bookie you can bet heads tails. Yeah, my mine's straight up heads and tails on my bookie. So uh, I don't know what my other. Fa- I love trying to pick the first touchdown scored. I never like. I think I've done it once maybe. Um, that's always got great odds to it, and you try to pick somebody that's a little more obscure, not the favorite. You know, you want to go with somebody who's. But gonna... those early game bets, are, those are the best, man. It's those like are the you funnest. Come in, it's the most energy. I call yeah. those the degenerate specials, and I've got a few of them. Yeah, we'll because they get later. the ball rolling. They get they get the energy up because you're betting on the, the stuff that's happening immediately. You and, don't have to wait the whole game, and every play matters until that first touchdown has been yes. scored, and then you can bet on like. And then you can relax, or if you lose, you're like maybe I'll sit out for a little while, or if you win, you're like all right, let's play some more bets. And then I don't know if these are technically prop bets but i do the live bets uh during the super bowl especially but even during regular games i'm a very bad degenerate um where you where you can bet the uh outcome of every single possession so it'll be like are the patriots going to score on the second possession of the second quarter and you pick yes or no and the odds are different and i do that uh for like every possession during the super bowl i hope my wife never listens to this episode uh (laughs) Uh, nobody listens over the course of it's okay over the course of the super bowl gamblers have what they call units right like uh, most people I know's unit is a hundred dollars, and they'll bet one unit per bet or whatever. Um, I'm not gonna say what my unit is, but over the course of the entire game, I probably bet somewhere around thirty to fifty units, depending on Oof. how insane I'm feeling uh, on any particular Super Bowl Sunday. So yeah, I go fucking hard. It's my one of my favorite days of the year. All right, last question: What is your pick for the game? Do you have a score? Obviously, you think the Patriots are going to win the game. What do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be less scoring than people imagine. 
if you if you have to take the over under, I would. I, I what just, is the number? Do you have it, Brad? I don't have it pulled up in uh, front of me. Hold on, it'll take me two seconds to get it. But uh, yes, I like I like Pat's money line. I don't know if I want if I want to bet 56 yet. Fifty six and a half. Fifty six and a half. Oh, fifty eight is what I'm seeing on my bookie. Even. Oh. So even higher. Uh, I don't really like Pat's minus two and a half because I could see this easily being a game where they win by like one point or whatever. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game. And I think if you have to pick between the over and under, I like under 58. But yeah, Pat's money line is only minus 150. You're going to pay some extra juice. juice. Uh, but that's the pick I like the most right now. And if the if the line creeps closer to New England... I don't know. We're going to see which way it moves as game day draws closer over the next couple days. But Pat's money line is my go-to right now. Ross, where can the people find you? Are you going to be updating your degeneracy oh, yeah. during the game? You going live? Perhaps? Oh no, dude! I'll, I'll be any anything like the Super Bowl or the Grammys or any Rockets game uh, during the regular season. Even I'll live tweet the fucking whole thing. You can follow me on Twitter at wrbolin. I try not to be annoying about it, um, but it's fun to watch me slide into hysterics as I lose all my bets. So Twitter at WRBolin. It's the same thing on Instagram at WRBOLEN. And uh, you can hear more from me on the Ross Bolin podcast, which is my personal uh, show that Micah co-hosts with me, actually. And uh, we talk about all manner of things. We've had some very cool guests lately, including, as Micah mentioned, Arian Foster. So be sure to listen to the Ross Bolin podcast and follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at WRBolin. Thanks for having me, guys. It, was, it felt good to talk sports uh, with with two men in a small room for the first time in a while. Thanks for joining us, man. Of course. We love you. Love you, too. I'm going to be rooting for you. 20 to 30 units. It's, yeah. I'm going to be praying it's, for you. It's called a make-or-break uh, day for me in my February uh, the finances. The whole season comes down to this, and the month. <laughs> February actually. finances and whether or not I can pay Will my Will Ross's mortgage payment get, yeah. get made? All right, I got to leave. Thanks, Bill. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, we're going to carry on. We're going to talk about our friends over at Fulton & Rourke. You know, we've been talking about our friends over at Fulton Rook for a long time now. Their solid colognes are the real deal. There's nothing to spill. There's nothing to leak. Nothing to shatter. Just awesome smelling colognes in a solid metal case that you can take anywhere. You've heard us talk about some of the fragrances that Fulton and Rook uh, recommends. There's Sterling. That's a tobacco and leather fragrance. How manly is that? Palmetto. A super fresh citrus and pepper fragrance, which is actually my favorite. Uh, and then instead of taking a word for it, just you can go to Fulton and Rourke's website where they create a quiz to help you find out the fragrance that's right for you. FultonandRourke.com slash quiz, and you'll land on the right fragrance. That's pretty easy. And if you uh, choose a fragrance that you don't love, it's no big deal because Fulton and Rourke has a 30-day no-questions-asked returns policy. So if you don't like it, just send it back, and the folks at Fulton and Rourke will be happy to exchange it or refund your purchase. Use your pro- this promo code BDC, like backdoor cover. For 15% off your first purchase at FultonandRourke.com. That's F-U-L-T-O-N-A-N-D-R-O-A-R-K.com. <laughs> nice. Got it. Fulton and Rourke. Check them out. Good. Smell good. So have you used their aftershave cloths yet? I, they're like my favorite thing. You know how much I love the aftershave cloths. This is pretty much all I talk about. And they're like, tr- they're like basically come like in individual sheets, so they travel really well. They, yeah, to, they like, come you can use individually them as like a face wrap wash like a, replacement. They're the best. Man. I take it every, I, this is what I always tell the people, that when I travel, mm-hmm. I they're like the size of like a wet nap. Yeah. And uh, that you get like at a wing restaurant. 
Speaking of, you know, wings. And so, like, I get off the plane and I whip that thing open and it smells like eucalyptus. And I just feel, you know, that feeling when you travel, like, you just feel dirty. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, the air, like, from the airplanes. I get off the plane, I take a piss, I wash my hands, and I pull out a a Fulton and Rourke wipe. And I'm just, I feel like I'm ready to take on the world. Okay. I think we've we've sufficiently covered it. These are the best things. They really are. BDC is your promo code at FultonandRourke.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about the storylines uh, surrounding the game. We talked with Ross about what he thought. The interesting thing about this game to me is that there are very few interesting storylines. No one really seems to give a shit about this game. Yeah. If you go to ESPN.com right now, the top four headlines have nothing to do with the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Anthony Davis uh, demanding a trade. That story has basically hijacked all of Super Bowl week. And now this Kristaps one's going to be... And now our breaking news, if you're just living under a rock, Kristaps Porzingis apparently has been traded to the Mavs for Dennis Smith Jr., uh, DeAndre Jordan, and a bunch of trash going both ways, basically. Uh, Which is fucking bananas. You've got the Zinger teaming up with Luka for a generation. Assuming Porzingis, 7'3", major knee injury... Uh, if he comes back and can be healthy, like you've just replaced – and Dirk, this is uh, probably Dirk's last year, you you replace him with another giant white European guy, two giant white European guys, it's it's insane. They and could have the as three Spurs best – As a Spurs fan, I hate it. They could have the three best European players of all time all in one roster this wow. year. Like that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, that's – that's that, it's it's crazy. I mean, they're all superstars. They yeah. have the potential to be. So we'll see how it kind of plays Luka out. And, and if Porzingis back to back, if Kristaps can come back from that ACL surgery or whatever, yeah, no, that's a big if. And he's seven foot three, man. But that's like, taking people kind of. It's just so that. crazy that the Knicks would do this. This is the best player they've they've had they've drafted since Patrick Ewing, and now they've just tossed him away for for really for scraps. You know, they traded Tim Hardaway too. He's yeah. part of the deal. So, like, they, Dallas got Tim Hardaway, who's really pretty good. He's Dent overpaid, Dallas but he's really good. Didn't Dallas trade Tim Hardaway to the Knicks in the first place? That's a I don't know, actually. That seems like it is. So, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan, Jordan are headed to the Knicks. What an interesting trade. What are the Knicks doing? Like, what are they even thinking about? Everything that I've read just in the, the 20 minutes since this thing has gone live is that um, – that they're just trying to create maximum space but to sign understand. Kevin Durant and somebody else. You can't sign Kevin Durant if you don't have any assets, right? Unless they have enough like for two maximum spots. So you go get him and somebody else. I mean, I look, it doesn't fucking make any sense to me, I'll tell you that much. I mean, Kristaps is about as good as it gets, man. This is he's legitimately the best player they've drafted since like Patrick Ewing. Since Patrick Ewing. Yeah. I'm sorry. So Tim Hardaway Jr. was it, was drafted by the Knicks in 2013. Who am I thinking about? Oh, uh, Larkin, Shane Larkin, yeah. who was, uh, sorry, two second-generation guys, no big deal. Anyway. Uh, that's Barry Larkin's son. Oh, I see where you're going with this. That was formerly a Mav. He's not included in this trade back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr., who has been unhappy, is now a Nick, and uh, and Porzingis and Luca running together. And, the you know, the Mavs should basically tank one more year. And now they can do that because they're they're not going to be a playoff team this year. It's this some wild. Is there shit. a chance Porzingis comes back to play a few games this year? I would love to see. Uh, there, I, I there can't wait to watch these guys play. He was play. shut down. He's been shut down this entire year and a lot of last year too. I want to see all three of them on the court together. All three of the the white uh, European dudes. It is that is definitely what we all want to see. That'd be hilarious. So again, 
this is the biggest these are the biggest stories in sports it's just crazy that i like an hour before this trade broke i saw something on twitter that said that that uh porzingis had requested a trade and an hour later he's gone that's unbelievable how quick things have really happened quickly here yeah uh and again, as we talked about, you've got a fan base that nobody – you know, everybody hates the Patriots at this point against a T- L.A. team that nobody gives a shit about uh, in a sports market that's terrible. So it's pretty wild that here we are. Uh, other storylines, uh, Roger Goodell uh, gave a press conference and made a joke about Fortnite that, that sucked. That guy's trash. And then he just said a, a whole lot of nothing, basically. He waited 10 days to talk about the, the no-call in the Saints game and then basically again said nothing. Uh, God, he is such a fucking little bitch. If that guy was the CEO of your, the company you work for, you'd be like, "We're going under. We are fucked." He has the most, like, the most giant salary I've ever heard of in my entire life, and his job is just—I—I I have a hard time even understanding what he does besides just kind of like fuck lobby with the the owners and then say "fuck you" to everybody else. Like, I mean, he makes the league money. He. Uh, What's you know, he making a year? Like 40, 50? Yeah, 40, 45, 46 million, million dollars. That's insane. Basically, his job is to make the owners money, right? Which he does. And he negotiates the contract. We, you know, he oversees the negotiation. A six of the month TV old contracts. child could make money for that league, though. Which like, is you the don't biggest have to do thing. anything. The problem is, like, a lot of CEOs in corporate America make crazy fucking salaries. But a lot of CEOs in corporate America are hired to be fired. You pay some motherfucker that much money yeah, and you know risk. that like it's yeah. a high risk deal like as soon as something goes wrong in the company the first person they're going to do the first thing they're going to do is going to fire that guy and bring in somebody else for some reason this guy just fucks everything up except making money and is just bulletproof it's weird it's bizarre um let's talk about some other shit that was bizarre let's the do. nfl as i wrote here ballessly canceled the maroon five press conference did you see this no why is that ballless because every year there's a press having around five is ballless. Well, that's that's very true, but every year there is a press conference for the uh, halftime performer. Mm-hmm. Like Prince did, the, Prince did this like ten years ago. He didn't answer any questions, but he just got up and played like twenty songs, and like played for like three hours. People course, were like, "Holy it's shit!" Because Prince is the greatest. Beyonce did this two years ago. She sang the national anthem, and then, or you know, five years ago, whenever it was, and like took questions. Uh, Justin Timberlake did ninety minutes of Q and A with with the. The year Janet Jackson whipped her titty out? No, last year. When oh, okay. So, like, there's a long, this is all a long way of saying, like, this. there's a long precedent of them doing these press conferences. Now, you could obviously say, why do you hold a press conference? To get more attention to the Super Bowl or the halftime show, which sounds crazy because everybody's watching these. Like, how can you get more attention to the most attention thing in the world? It's probably a benefit for the actual artist rather than for the right. Super Bowl itself. But like, for he some, gets promotion so out of it. There's been a lot of, like, there's been a lot of criticism of Travis Scott and of Maroon 5 and a lot of these people for performing at the Super Bowl coming from people that are that align themselves with Colin Kaepernick and and that uh that wing of our country basically. Okay. Not so, of our country, wait, but so the people this is that, the reason for them canceling the Yes, Travis Scott there were apparently so the story goes that Maroon 5 signed up to do this and they tried to get like Cardi B to show up on stage. They tried to get Jay Z to do it the first time. He turned him down. A lot of black artists, prominent black Wait, do artists, do what? Just do the show. They wanted Jay Z to do the halftime show, and he refused. Oh, I got you. Now. Like a lot of prominent black artists are refusing to do the Super Bowl. Okay, now I'm with. And you. so there's a lot of criticism of uh, Travis Scott, who is going to do some of it. Mm. 
And so instead of like asking Maroon 5 questions about this, the NFL just ballistly canceled their, their press conference. And they put out this fucking ridiculously ballist statement about how the music will speak for itself and shit. It's just, it's so fun. This is such a great example of the NFL, like, just being the worst run league in the world. Hmm. I like how you're so upset about Except the halftime show all this now you're doing a presser. I, I, I mean, it's just so, you, you got to read the statement. You could pull it up. But it's so fucking ballist. That's the only thing I can say. And then to have Roger Goodell show up and say, spend 30 minutes answering questions and basically say nothing just shows what a ballist fucking stuff suit that douchebag is. So fuck that guy. I like stuff suit. That's a really that's a good thank you. Little cut down there. I like you know that. you know what you can do if you want to hire the right person, not some clown like Roger Goodell. You can go to LinkedIn. The right hire can make a huge impact on your business. Think about how much better off the NFL would be if they had someone who knew anything about public public relations and actually making their fans happy. That's why it's so important to find the right person because that hire can change the whole thing. But where do you go to find that individual? You can post a job on a job board and hope the right person will find you. But think about it. How often do you hang out on job boards? Don't leave finding someone great to chance when you can post your job in a place where people go every day to make communications, grow their career, and discover job opportunities. LinkedIn. Brad, you were the first person to ever tell me about LinkedIn. Really? Yeah. How do you remember that? I just remember you sending an email like, hey, you should check this thing out back when we were in college. Did I have you check out my profile? Uh, I don't know, but I'm a LinkedIn boy ever since. Hey, man. Did you know that most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but 9 out of 10, 10 members are open to new opportunities? That sounds like a lot. And with 70% of the U.S. workforce on LinkedIn, 70% posting on LinkedIn is the best way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people. People who are qualified for the role and ready for something new. It's the best way to find the person who will help you grow your business. And why a new, a new hire is made less in uh, – let me say this again. A new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. Nice. Hurry to LinkedIn.com slash BDC and get $50 off your first job post. That's real cash. That's LinkedIn.com slash BDC and save 50 bucks on your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash BDC. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so now we're going to talk prop bets because prop bets are the fucking greatest thing about this game. It's what makes the Super Bowl so good. So Brad and I have each spent $1,000 on MyBookie.ag. And uh, so we've spent. This We're not as classy as Ross. He, he didn't give us his unit number. Yeah, we, you can come on here and just drop. We won't our numbers say how on. much our units are, but uh, and and in the interest well, of full now disclosure, you do know. we're using uh, fake money that my bookie has given us. So, oh, look at you! This isn't coming out of my bank account, but I have a thousand dollars on bets, and Brad has a thousand dollars on bets. So now we need to decide. We're going to give you. We're going to walk through all of our bets, and then we're going to talk about uh, you know what happens, and then at the end we will. Sc- We'll come back next week and tell you who wins the prop bet challenge, me or Brad, whoever makes the most money with that $1,000. Brad, what are we betting on this? So wait, wait, hold on. What do you think the best way to do this is? Like, I do one, you do one, and we'll just discuss? Uh, I think you should go first. And, and go run through, through your all props. of them? Yeah, go through all your, right, yeah, go through okay. all your props. All right. And then, so, but, but more importantly, what do you think the winner should get? Oh, should we play that's for a free good question. Lunch? Should we play for a slap in the face? Let's play for lunch. I'm not, I'm not about violence, man. I'm... I'm no conflict here. All right, I want a sandwich at home slice. A sandwich? I didn't even know they make. Apparently, they make there. the best Italian sandwich in the world. Okay, I know that's something you're interested. In. Okay, let's just do it. That let's do We're it. We're playing sandwich. for an Italian sandwich at home slice. Deal at lunchtime. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because the way there at dinner is outrageous. Yeah, no, no, we'll go at lunch. Okay. Good, good call. We're I, right down the I, street. Okay. Okay, perfect. Um, why I can't don't you wait go to first? eat that sandwich. Okay, let's go first. Uh, first bet. So Ross talked about uh, first touchdown scored. My first bet is the first scoring play being a Rams touchdown run, plus 450. Like wow. that value. Oh, that's high. Oh, that's a lot of value. That's a lot of value. If, if the Rams thought. score, it's probably going to be on. That's that's true. Our, that would be my my inclination. Although they've they've had they've struggled in the run game as of late. Hopefully Todd Gurley doesn't have a what did he describe his game versus the Saints as sucky or whatever. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> yeah. show up and be sucky or whatever that was. So um, I like that. So you bet how much money? A hundred to win four fifty. I got one twenty five on it. So what? I can't 125 do the math to win 600 top. something like that? Uh something like that. Okay. So it was plus 450. That's Correct. good value. So 125 to win 375. Okay. My second bet is another first score bet. It is the first scoring play for the Pats, a touchdown pass plus 300. So I think if the Pats score it's going to be on a passing play. Um kind of the same logic. Just the most likely Okay. Type of score that I think would I happen. Think there's value with both of those. That's I mean, it's probably going to be a fucking field goal, to be honest. But I'm not betting for field goals. We're here. We're here to go all the way. Uh, touchdown and bust. My next one. Uh, this one's probably my favorite one. First accepted penalty pass interference. Ooh, I'm on the first accepted penalty train too. I'll get to mine. So it's it's offensive or defensive, and it's plus five hundred. And I love this so much because I feel like that the refs are going to be like super scrutinized over pass interference. And if they blow another fucking call, especially early it's in the game, call. America will lose their damn minds. How much? So if there is even a, an inkling of pass interference of any kind, I think it's getting called. And um, I think there's pass interference on like every play. So well, I'm that's on, why I think. I'm on the same bet. What did you bet on this? I put 200 oh, on you it. You put 200. I put 100 on it. Yeah, you're So mine's a 100 to win 500. Uh, yours is 200 to win 1,000, so maybe I need to root against that one. Mm-hmm. Do you have any – I'm also on first penalty uh, to be a holding, which also pays – Yeah, what's the – what's the, uh, That pays uh, uh, plus 300 instead of plus 500. That's still so pretty good. dollars there, so I'm covered on that. that's probably the most likely to happen. And this is what I like to call, like, the truly degenerate props. Yeah. Where – I'm I'm betting on the first time something's going to happen. Right. Like I don't want to wait for the fourth quarter to sweat out something. No, I'm with you. Like the first time that flag comes up, you and I are going to be standing up at the party like like fucking hold, fucking hold, or in your case, pass interference. And Ross said it best that it's like an impulse bet. Like you don't want to go down a rabbit hole and do all this research about if whether it's going to be heads or tails and historical data. Like you just want to go on there, make gut like gut feeling bets and kind of ride it out. So yeah. What else you got? Uh, let's see. We just did first a penalty. Uh, will there be a missed extra point plus two twenty? You're on no. I'm on yes. Oh, you're on yes. Yes. Okay. Who do yes you think plus two twenty. Uh, I don't know. Who's I think this miss is a it. sucker bet. I think you just threw away however much you're putting. See, down. I think that they haven't updated the odds since the the extra point was changed, so that it's now it's like a deeper like I, f- I forget whatever the exact yardage is, but yeah, they're not like they're not fucking gimmies anymore. Like I see people miss them all the time, so. Um, I, I kind of like it. I think there's a chance something be tells one me Vegas has updated these odds, but you're just I think you I think you're making a mistake here. Interesting. Okay, so the next one is the same type of bet. Okay. Successful two point conversion. I say yes. Oh, uh, see, this is good. This plus one seventy. Yes. And I think the reason is because someone's going to miss an extra point. Shit's going to be all fucked up. People are going to start going for two point conversions. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like a, a couple of different ways you can look at it. 
well, like either way, if there's a if there's a extra point kicked, or if there's someone trying to convert a uh, a two point conversion, I got I got money in the game. I got sweat, so it's I like fun. It. Yeah. Uh, next one: total field goals missed over one, uh, and that is plus four hundred. So I need two field goals to be missed uh, to hit that bet. That's kind of a sucker's bet. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot we of just saw goals, the, right? the We just saw the Rams kicker make like. 57 yarders like yeah, he for, wasn't wasn't even thinking about it well maybe like he's shooting the, a free maybe it's layup. the other team man maybe it's the patriots goskowski's won like nine super bowls he missed one last week or whatever two uh, weeks ago yeah now they're playing in a dome that's a bad bet i'm taking your money all right what else you got let's see you can laugh in my face if there's two missed field goals the the uh the odds were good so i liked it the next one romo or nance mentions the spread oh good yes plus 250 the max I could put on this was $25. Well, it's got to be Romo because Nance never is like notorious about never talking about this. Yeah. The it, only the only way that one hits is if it, there's like a, a a meaningless a meaningless play at the end that that uh, you know, a backdoor cover. Right. If uh the Patriots are the Patriots are favorites, so if the Rams are down 10 and score a touchdown, or the Rams are down 9 or 8 and score a touchdown at this time, yeah, they're down 9. I love when you come up with obscure situations okay, the Rams where you down, to describe something. If the Rams are down 10, okay. score a touchdown as time expires, so and then go for 2 ah. and beat the 2.5-point spread, that would be an all-time backdoor cover. There you go. But that one, I think, is the only – I think you're going to have to have something very dramatic for Nance to come out. I'm curious to see how it goes because, like, now that well, basically – Well, Nance isn't going to say anything. Romo might. Sports betting has basically been legalized in certain states or whatever, and it's becoming more and more likely. Like, I wonder how they're going to work this stuff into the broadcast. Um, I kind of wanted to take a little flyer. I was going to put more money on it. All I could do was 25 bucks plus 250 Uh Let's fucking go. You ready for my next one? Yeah, what else you got? So How many more of these you have? I got two more. Okay. So the next one, I had to do a halftime bet because I got to have something to, to do. Have to. Um, I have Song Maroon 5 opens half with Ooh. Girls Like You plus 800. Okay, a lot of value there. A lot it just of value. seems unlikely that you start a, a, a halftime Super Bowl uh-huh. a, a, during a football game with a song called Girls Like You. I think it's kind of like a casual walkout. Like It kind of plays up like he's kind of setting the scene. And they've already do, announced do, that Cardi B is not going to be do. there. Yeah, no, that yeah. song is annoying. It's terrible, but I th- I could see him like it's kind of like a uh, tone setter, like like nice casual entrance. Yeah, and then we're Maroon goes Five, off. the lamest band of all time. Let me start with a lame fucking song about chicks. Yeah, and fuck your press conference. But uh, <laughs> all right, so What's, I got I got fifty bucks on it. That's a big plus one. What else you got? Uh, last my last one is another halftime bet, and this one I really like. Might be my favorite bet. Will Big Boy wear a Falcon logo on stage? Yes, plus three fifty. I am on this bet as well. I did the max bet. It was a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. I uh, I tried to put two fifty, and it told me no. I bet on this as well, and yeah. I think it was a, a maximum. I think that I got maxed out. I'm I am on. Uh, Big boys wearing the Falcons on shit. It might be the Braves, but he's he's wearing something ATL. Oh well, that would be different. Oh, I know. Right. I'm oh, telling okay. you, but I think he's going to wear some sort of he, sports yeah. agency. I think he's of, definitely wearing Falcons gear. I think, I think so this, too. To me, this is this is easy money. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, okay. Well, those are pretty good. Uh, the other ones that I'm on. Wait, wait. Why isn't Big Boy catching heat, but Travis Scott is? What's the difference? I, Do you know? I don't know. He's from Atlanta, and, and Travis Scott dates a Kardashian. So, I, oh, it's who just fucking knows. It's the, interesting. These 
these people. The political shit. The, yeah. Anyways, I mean, sorry, anyway. to, I didn't mean. To do I don't want to get. Let's into go through it. your prop bets. Let's, go, let's do something that. more fun. Okay, right, I let's I'm go. on a couple first touchdown bets, and as I talked about earlier, the one time I won with Roethlisberger, it's magic for me. Mm-hmm. So my first player to score the first touchdown. I am on Jared Goff at plus five thousand. You're chasing the dragon, is what you're telling me. So that's you're trying that's, to get that first feeling back again. That's a hundred bucks to win five thousand. Tell me what it is again. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff to score the first touchdown. A and it can't touchdown. be a thrown. No, okay. it has to be a rushing touchdown. Yeah, so you're doing. Yeah, so okay. it's got to be a one yard quarterback sneak, basically. I think there's better chances. And I'm being also Tom on, Brady. Well, I'm also on Brady. Okay, go, okay. hundred bucks to win five thousand as an, another rush. Okay, so Same you got thing. both of them. So I'm on both quarterbacks. See, I like that. Which I, it, that might be wasted, but the odds plus five thousand; those are like as big an odds you can find on the props. I mean, if there's a pass interference and they get down to the goal line, they're probably going to do a QB sneak, especially considering last uh, two weeks ago or whatever when the the uh, Patriots threw that pick versus KC. Yeah. Like, sh- why the fuck would you do that? Let's Anyways, just run in. yeah. Okay. Um, here's here's a tricky one. This is a I bet a hundred to win two fifty, so it's plus two fifty. Mm-hmm. Will there be a lead change in the fourth quarter? And my answer is yes. Oh. So this is now you're betting on a close game. Right. But if you believe that they, my bookie in Vegas and whatever, if they know what they're doing and it's a two-and-a-half-point line, then it's probably got to be a close game. So now I'm betting on a fourth-quarter lead change. Um, I like that. My favorite prop that I made the entire time, mm-hmm. and I think it's a fucking slam dunk, Okay. is total points scored in game, minus 135, uh, being more than – than the longest field goal in the game. You would pick something that's just impossible to follow with numbers. It doesn't pay much. I bet. I can't wait for you I to add this up somehow in your win, head. I bet 100 to win 74. Well, here is basically I'm betting on the over. Okay. Because last week the, the kicker from the Rams yeah, kicked the a 57-yard field goal. Right. So let's assume the longest kick is. It would have been is, good from like 80, though. Let's assume the longest kick is 50 yards. Okay. Even if it's 60. Sure. I think this game's going to be higher than that. So it's. I think the over, I probably could just bet the over, but I thought this prop is more fun. Yeah. Because what well, happens the, if, what are the odds if there's on only it? a 42 yard field goal? This is the only minus bet. I, it's minus 135. All ah. the other ones had plus value. But I just feel like that's a winner. Interesting. All right. I mean, if you're betting oh, the over, I guess I'm, I'm have betting you looked yes. at what the odds are for that? Well, I don't consider that a true problem. Okay, I'm with you now. Uh, I bet 100 to win um, 170 on uh, the page, uh, on a successful two-point conversion. I'm okay. on that one with you. Right. Uh, let's go to halftime. Uh, like I said, I bet on Big Boy to wear, wear a Falcons jersey or a Falcons logo. That's plus 350. There's a lot of That's good a lot. value yeah. there. The other one that I bet, and I don't expect to win this one, but I, I felt like I had to bet on it, is will any performer fall down? At plus seven hundred, I only put I've only put uh, fifty bucks on that to win three fifty, but just too much value there. And as soon as someone falls down, that's going to be hilarious. It would be hilarious. And I think have you ever seen anyone fall down? I feel like Madonna fell when she was did, but like she had like a broken ankle when she started to. (laughs) I don't know. She's a trooper. Something like that. Uh, Okay, so then my true degenerate things. I I bet. the other, yeah, my last three you're are all. You're giving me a hard time for having too many bets, and now you're on okay, like well, number I have three 25. More. They're all, all right. truly degenerate. I have 12. Okay. Okay. It's first penalty of the game will be a pass interference uh, at plus 500, like you are on. And I'm also on first accepted penalty will be a hold yeah. at plus 300. So that's good value. If somebody jumps off sides, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but like these are just truly degenerate. You wait for the first flag to go up, 
and you hope that it's one of these calls. And then the other one, this is this is a the good one. I made three different bets on this. Uh, first punt of the game. Okay. Will uh, one hundred dollars to win two fifty plus two fifty ball hits ground. First punt of the game to be a touchback is plus five hundred, and the first punt of the game to go out of bounds in the air is plus eight hundred. You didn't bet on a touchback, did you? I did. Have I you bet ever on seen all- a fucking punt go as a touchback? Like it doesn't happen that often. Well, if this if the ball hits the ground and goes for a touchback, then I'm I win double. Huh. Well, wouldn't it always hit the ground if it goes touchback? Like, can it hit the ground out of bounds? 90% of the time. No, what I'm saying is, like, if they hit, if it's a touchback and they kick it at, like, obviously no one's catching it if it's going out of the back of the end zone, that hits the ground first. Does that count? Or is that I a hope dumb so. question? Uh, no, I don't know. That's interesting. So, basically, what happens is if the first punt is, is caught by one of these teams, I lose. But if any other thing happens... If the ball hits the ground, if the returner doesn't catch the ball, if it goes straight out of bounds, if it goes in the end zone, or if it hits and then goes into the end zone, I can double dip on this bet. Guess who's not kicking? Uh, what, 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 when you kick it out of the back of the end zone, the uh, Rams, they're kicking field goals every time in that situation. Wouldn't you think? Oh, that's true. I mean, they're kicking it from like fucking sixty. Yeah, that, oh, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. That they have, they're more likely to kick a sixty-yard field goal yes. than to to pooch punt. punt. Right. In a situ- situation that might go inside the tent. I don't know. But that's the bet I'm on. Touchback. Touchback was what I was going for. So uh, we're playing for a, an Italian sandwich. Yeah. I'm a gonna, hero. It's going to be a delight. All right. I'm all about Italian sandwiches, by the way. They're supposed to be the best one in town. I've never had it. I can't believe that. It's supposed you to know be where my really favorite really says? Uh, Fricano's. Yeah, that's a good one. That this thing is supposed money to be maker. amazing. They, don't, they do uh, no, you're not even allowed to like change anything about it. Interesting. I, like I think it comes with mayonnaise, and and most a lot of people don't like mayonnaise. I'm not scared, but it's like you you must get this. This is a, I think it says something like trust us. This is how you want this sandwich. Will you pull this up for me while I do this next read? Sure. Speaking of things that are good, making money is good. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all totally commission free. Other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Easy to understand charts and market data are available, and you can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Plus, you can stock uh, collections. You can view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. How easy is that? With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market and build your own portfolio, discover stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right time to invest. And right now, Robinhood is giving listeners of Backdoor Cover a free stock. You ready for these names? Like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, the big dogs, to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at backdoor.robinhood.com. Wow, look at that sandwich. It's a beauty. Oh, my goodness. I still don't think it's better for Connors, though. I... I like how they have like a like a it's like a flatter, wider sandwich at Fricanos. This one's more like a this sub. This is like on a yeah. Yeah. Do they heat the bun? That's what I want to know. The, uh, you're a big heated. They bun better guy. toast that fucker. Or, I forget that your thing scrolls upside down. Let me. Let your thing. Micah has his computer set up to scroll upside down. All right. So saying. let's talk about the game. Um, what do you see happening? What's your prediction score? Let me let me get that computer back, player. Right, hang on. You I, tell me what you think first. I like the uh, the Saints, the Patriots. Okay. 40 to 32. Okay. Why do you like that? to 32. 40 to 32. I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I 
and uh, for that to happen and there to be a lead change, that's going to be a lot of points. Well, before. that's true. I'm, but I, I hey, think but that doesn't necessarily mean there. you shouldn't just make bets all so that they all hit. Like you have to have kind of a diversified uh, portfolio of bets. So, I mean, that makes sense. Can Can I tell you a little bit about this sandwich? Yeah, please do. Uh, cold, uh, it's it's under the cold subs area. Subs come on a toasted home baked Italian sesame roll with lettuce, okay. red onions, tomato, mayo, provolone cheese, and oil and vinegar dressing. Trust us, don't mess with the recipe. And the Italian sub comes with ham, dry salami, capricola, Genoa salami, and provolone cheese. Interesting. And we're betting for the big one. That's six, that's a sixteen dollars sandwich. Ten dollars for small, sixteen for big. We're we're going big. I'm glad you told me the terms after the fact, but. You know what? I'm not I mean, backing it, down. All right, good. So 40 to 32. I just like a, a high-scoring game, and I, I think that's what's going to happen. And you're taking the Pats. And I'm taking the Pats. See, I'm kind of leaning the other way. I think I like uh, I like the Rams in this, uh, and I'm going to take them with what is it? Plus three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I like the Rams. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about Brady and his mentality that he's going into this game with. And, like, he, he's the best when he's in situations where he's, like, got all this pressure on him and he, like, has to basically perform. And I feel like he's going into this game and it just doesn't matter what he does. He's still going to be considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, he could shit the bed and everybody would be like, well, he's old. He's still 1-5. Or he could fucking go off and they'd be like, see, he's the greatest. So he's coming into this and I feel like there's just less pressure on him, leaving him open to a lackluster performance. Because you've never seen Tom Brady when he's like, eh. Yeah, but he's such a fucking psycho. He's a fucking he's, nut. He's going to create enemies. That's he's, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. That's what I'm betting on. And I, I like uh, I like the Rams as the as a, a unit as a whole. I think that they're the better team. Yeah, they, I mean, and I fucking hate Bill about, Belichick. All in, Hate's a strong stars. word, but I I don't like Bill Belichick. They've got more talent. The Rams do. That's what I'm saying. The it's just Brady, man. He's such a badass, and he's so hard to bet against. Um, but yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the Rams here. I think they're the better squad. What's the score? Mm, I hadn't thought through what the score was going to be. Uh, I don't know. What was yours? You said 40 to 32. 40 to 32. It sounds like a lot. I'm I'm I like myself. I like something in the 40s like maybe like a a, a 45 38 something like that. Wow. I like a high score. A lot of points. Yeah, I mean they're in the dome. Yeah, uh, let's hope for a lot of points. It's going to be, be a fun. good time. Yeah. All right, well we're back next week. Uh we'll break this down. We'll uh have our sub we'll have eat sandwiches. Uh, sandwiches. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um That was a good time, man. Let's thank our sponsors. Uh, go to mybookie.ag, use promo code BDC, linkedin.com slash BDC, backdoor.robinhood.com, and uh, you know, and to check out Fulton & Rourke, use promo code BDC, save 15%. Yeah, no vanity on that one. That's just a promo code. Follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, uh, and follow at Backdoor Cover. I think it's Backdoor Cover Pod on Instagram. DM us your your betting slips. We want to see the degenerate yeah. and and like the photos of the degenerate shit that you're doing. Squares, anything you're doing at your home party, we want to do it. We will repost that. If there's Sunday. a if there's a prop with great value that we overlooked, like tell us about it. Let's talk about it. Where can people follow you, Brad? Bradley B Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Um, yeah, this is going to be a good time. It was great having Ross on. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.